I don't know, can you? Should I let you? Have you earned it? Do you deserve it? I don't know, can you? Should I let you? Have you earned it? Do you deserve it? Hi, welcome to the new episode of Not Call Him Papa, but The French Connection. Um, asked my fans, they said that it was a good name because I am in indeed French and uh, Connection is what I'm trying to create with every single person that I work with. So I thought it was clever, not really clever, but it's cute. I like it. So The French Connection it is, it is better than Call Him Papa, let's be honest. <laughs> that was a temporary thing, but I, I still love it dearly. Uh, a few changes. Uh, today I'm alone, but I'm gonna have Erin uh, on again for sure, or other guests. I like it, but sometimes, you know, I like to be alone because, let's be honest, this is like therapy to me. <laughs> it's just me talking to you guys, uh, and it just makes me feel great. I just, I'm alone a lot because of my work. I don't go out. I don't have an office. So it's kind of, kind of feels good to just speak to an audience, even though you guys are not replying but I read the comments so it's just like a delayed conversation and that, that I really like. Um, first change, I'm gonna make the episodes a bit shorter. Uh, okay, wait, let me just... because I want, to, I want you guys to see me look good. Okay, there we go. Uh, because I want it to be more digest uh, when you watch it. I want it to be an easy watch or an easy listen because I tend to... I intend to go to Spotify as well. Uh, so yeah, why am I out of breath? I don't know. Am I healthy? Yeah. Yeah, I've got back into cardio a lot, but still, talking a lot, not breathing much. Do you think for a guy that his job is to speak to other people, <coughs> in a way, I would have like great speech, but sometimes it's tough, and I forget to breathe, and I run out of breath, and I sound like I'm about to die, but we're good. Uh, we have a few topics today, uh, and... <laughs> I'm gonna write the timestamps along the way, okay? Do not be mad at me. This is very... I know it looks unprofessional to see me type the actual timestamps, but it's just so it's easier for me to tell you where the parts are and where you want to go and when you can listen to it. So yeah, uh, remember our, our vows. When I drink, you drink. By the way, last week we did Fanta, remember? Uh, this is Coca-Cola, so Coca-Cola, please run me my check. Uh, your actions are definitely gonna go way up after people watch this because I have so many fucking views. I also um, decided to stop caring about the views. I'm gonna promote it because I feel like it can be good for people to watch this not without any pretension or a lot of it because I'm arrogant and you guys know that. Uh, but definitely gonna treat this more like therapy for me and just put it out there if you want to watch it sure watch it if you don't want to it's okay uh and i have to stop caring about the numbers you guys have to remind me to stop caring about numbers because let's be honest we're not you're not really fans uh you're kind of more friends because you guys check up on me and everything and i can see that and you always support me even when i do things that you wouldn't like really enjoy and uh, so far the support has been amazing for the podcast so I'm going to do it just like this. Not care about the numbers, just have fun and uh, talk with you guys. And I hope that's going to... Usually when you stop caring about things, that's when 
it gets good. So <laughs> my podcast is going to get better. But I think it was good already. I feel like we've been doing well. Um, look at me already fucking rambling just because I'm alone and Erin is not here to tell me to shut the fuck up. This is, I'm sorry, this is a nightmare. But also, if you watch it, you probably know me and you probably know who I am. So like, it makes sense to you that I keep on rambling and like get sidetracked a lot. Do I have ADHD? According to TikTok, I do, but I'm not, I'm not one too self-diagnosed, but let's be honest, I'm pretty, not pretty sure, but it's more than a 50-50 bet, to be honest. I'm, <laughs> I think I may have ADHD, but it's okay. Um, but I do get sidetracked a lot. Uh, I'm not too knowledgeable. Maybe I should have somebody with ADHD on so they can diagnose me themselves. That would be fun. Or, no, it wouldn't get too dark. Yeah, that would be fun. Let's do that. Okay, so, <clears throat> see, now it's the introduction. We've been on for, we've been on for, oh, sorry, the little thing in the way. Four minutes and 42 seconds, so I'm, I'm going to type this as introduction. There we go. Introduction. Four minutes of me not saying shit. And you still enjoying it. Like, do you know that when you make a speech, you're supposed to make the beginning impactful to keep people's attention? I'm shit at speeches. Let's be honest here. It's been five minutes of nothing. <laughs> nothing to keep you hooked. Nothing. Just here, like, when is he actually going to say something? We're getting to it. Today's topic. I'm going to throw the topics right out of the gate so you guys know if this episode is going to interest you or not. Um, if you leave, though, know that I'm... I'm uh, I hate you forever. Uh, if you stay, you're my best friend. So that's the choice you're allowed to make. Uh, I'll choose wisely if I were you. Uh, if you don't watch the entire thing, I'll block you from all my porn sites so you can't come to me anymore. Your choice. <clears throat> so, first topic at hand. Um, we'll start by the, how I see my body, my relationship with my own body, because it's a... Uh, it's a question that I've gotten a lot, so I, I think I, I would have to finally talk about it because I feel like it's an interesting topic because you guys may see me as very confident, but the story is very different. <clears throat> and I feel like if you know my weaknesses and my vulnerability, you'd be more in touch with who I am and maybe my content will feel different after all, after it. So maybe that. Uh, my fans have been talking to me about the orgasm gap which I have no idea what it is, uh, but we're going to talk about it because let's be honest, half the thing I talk about, I don't know shit about. So it's not like it's a decent welcome change. Um, maybe we'll read an article about it, but that would be a bit too professional in it. Um, but we are trying. So let's, I, I would Google the orgasm gap afterwards. <clears throat> the, the next topic would be how to make a woman come. Uh, just before I attack this one, uh, I'm not going to give you a magical recipe that makes every woman come all the time. That's how it works. Uh, but we're going to try and discuss a few things uh, and maybe next episode have uh, somebody react to what I said. Um, how to give good head as a girl. I feel like that's a topic that's been coming back a lot, a lot of times. Um, uh, I feel like sometimes you girls are as clueless as we are. <laughs> As to how to give head, which is really, <coughs> really funny. I really like it. I like it. I think it's cute. Uh, so that's all the topic we're going to cover today. I'm going to cough. 
<coughs> Let's go. That was my clap. Okay, so. Seven. <laughs> seven minute 41. Um, my body. How do I feel about my body, my relationship with my body? <clears throat> How unprofessional is this? Very unprofessional, but you love it. Um, I've always had a very weird relationship with my body. Um, do you know how I know? I've always felt fat. Uh, I've always felt different than my um, uh, schoolmates when I was younger, when I was a kid, when I was a teenager. I always thought I was way fatter than them, way bigger. I always wonder how they got to be so thin, so skinny. <clears throat> and I allegedly, like, I legit thought that I was overweight, way overweight. Like, I, I looked at myself and, like, I was seeing a fat piece of soft meat. And um, people can definitely pick on that insecurity, uh, even if it's not true. So I was getting, not bullied from it because it was my friend and we were all roasting each other. But there was they were roasting me about this. Uh, because they knew that it was what I was insecure about and it, they knew it was my weakness and when you're a kid you're an asshole so you kind of uh, target weak people's weaknesses and I always thought I was fat until <laughs> and even when I was 14 I, I thought I was pretty big for my age I thought I was like I had a lot of belly and like uh, I even thought I had not tits but like I thought I had men tits until I saw a picture of me at 14 years old and you could actually see my uh, I don't I don't remember how it's called collarbone you can see my collarbone right there it was piercing through my my chest and I was flat chested and I didn't have any belly and guess what there was all body dysmorphia but we didn't know what was that back then back then it wasn't a popular thing to know about um, it wasn't a thing people was, were aware of so yeah guess what I had body dysmorphia <laughs> and a pretty bad one because I remember seeing myself in the mirror and seeing a fucking blob and then I see pictures of me back then and I'm like I wasn't even that fat I wasn't even that big I, I, I was a bit more dense let's say than other like small dudes but like I, I, I wasn't fat at all so that's my relationship with my body I'm learning to love my body I'm learning to see how it is sometimes I feel really hard really like thick but like strong and like muscular like a bull and sometimes I look at myself and I still see that kid from um, back then and when I feel like that I'm like no that's not true remember that and somebody gave me that um, advice that I think, is I think is amazing a fan said that remember that people maybe I talked about it on the previous podcast but remember that people don't see you as you see yourself and that's always what I'm trying to tell myself when I don't feel really hot, when I don't feel really uh, beautiful. Uh, so yeah, that's my relationship with my body. Still a rocky one, but we starting to love each other. And um, I think it shows in my video when my confidence is up, you can see I'm really hot. And when my confidence is down, I don't post. <laughs> you wouldn't know because I do things in advance. Um, but there are some like three, four days when I'm not going to make content because I, I feel a bit uh, disgusting. And that happens to all of us. And trust me, the girls you drool on, uh, on social media that have millions of followers, it happens to them as well. Body dysmorphia is a real thing. And even though people are not vocal about it sometimes, it touches way more people than we think. 
So that said, uh, Paul, we started in the fucking dark fucking tone. I'm sorry. That got deep really, really fast. But I promise now it's going to get <laughs> way funner. Uh, let's Google the orgasm gap. Because I've read about this. I haven't read about it. I've got a DM about it. What is the orgasm gap? Oh, it's actually an old, uh, it's an old um, article. I'm not going to listen to it. <clears throat> I disable. Just leave me, please leave me alone. Okay. Oh, you're so annoying because I have ad block. And why don't? YouTube, I don't have ad block. Uh, there we go. Okay. National, oh God, you don't want to ad block, but you're covering half the fucking page, Forbes. Half the fucking page is covered with... Mm, that makes me mad, isn't it? When you're just trying to educate yourself and you're bombarded with fucking advertisement. Um, I don't monetize my videos, so you're probably not going to get any advertisement. And I, I don't think with the topic we're talking about, I don't think we would ever be monetized, to be honest. It's okay, though. Um, okay, National Orgasm Day is celebrated on July 31st. Is how you say it. And it may seem whimsical to dedicate a whole day to climaxing, but there are some serious conversations still to be had. The, the way this thing is written is so pretentious. What the fuck, the whimsical... Whim, whimsical, what, what does it mean? Do you know that un, international people are going to read your shit? And there are still some serious conversations still to be had. You, you're writing articles, get straight to the fucking point. Why are you putting very complicated words in there? And your sentences are way too long. Way too long. Everyone deserves a fulfilling and enjoyable sex life. Being with someone who you can communicate, communicate your needs and desires to is very important. But there are some key differences that persist in the bedroom. So what is the orgasm gap? Studies have found that... Het Heterosexual women are the demographic having the least orgasms during sex and it could be down to the lack of understanding when it comes to female anatomy and a vulva. There is a part of that, yeah. The orgasm gap was a term coined to describe the disparity in orgasms between couples. Also known as orgasm inequality, studies have used it to measure sexual satisfaction among different demographics. A good and healthy sex life can be measured purely by how many orgasms people are having. However, studies have found that there is considerable, considerable difference between the number of orgasms men and women are having in heterosexual, heterosexual relationships, straight relationships. Okay. It has been found that lesbian and, lesbian and bisexual women have significantly more orgasms than heterosexual women. Similarly, 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 same thing. <laughs> there is an organ gap between women when they're alone and when they're with a partner. A study found that 39% of women say they always orgasm when they masturbate compared to 6% during sex. Very, very uh, interesting numbers. Uh, well, you know, you can't never really trust the numbers as like, because how do they do the study, how they conduct it, they never talk about it. But I feel like it's a good reflection of about how, like, of how it actually happens for straight women in relationship. Let's go. <clears throat> Is the orgasm, orgasm gap a thing? Yes. <laughs> Obviously. Uh, that's not even a debate. Um, oh, shit. The timestamp. You guys didn't remind me to put a timestamp. You guys are bad. No, wait. I started two minutes ago, at least. 
to 30 the orgasm gap. <laughs> I'm so sorry I do it in front of you, but it's cute, isn't it? So the orgasm gap, how do you explain it? Um, the lack of knowledge about uh, women's anatomy, I feel like it's true, but I feel like it's not the main reason. I'm sorry. Because a lot of men know how it's made, <laughs> how it works, like not how it works, but like a lot of men can tell the difference between the vulva and the, and the clit and the labia and like knowing what is what is not too difficult and I don't think that's the main reason for the orgasm gap, knowing what to do with what is a different thing. Um, and I think the orgasm gap comes from the fact that we straight men and straight women need very different things to get to the point. Uh, men, we just need manual or like, how do I explain this? It's just mechanical, isn't it? Like you're gonna rub apart at some point and it's gonna finish. It's physical, it's what happens. Even in a setting that is not that sexy or that comfortable, you're gonna manage to do it if, because we are more in touch with what is physically happening to us. And we can focus on that way more easily because no multitasking, brain smooth, brain really simple. <laughs> and I feel like for straight women, and again, I'm not a proud of owner of a vagina, so tell me if I'm a cunt. Uh, but I feel like it's a way more mental thing for women. It's a way more psychological and it goes on in the head way more than us that can finish, get straight to the point just from physical um, simulations. I feel like the problem with the orgasm gap and what explains it is first of all many men don't know how to give the right and uh, adequate physical simulation but they don't know also how to couple it with the psychological and mental simulation. And uh, we will talk more about this in the next segment which, which is how to make a woman come. Um, but I feel like there is this narrative that was, um, I'm just thinking about shit as I'm saying them, but <clears throat> talking about that topic just made me think and maybe I will come to new conclusions, I don't know. But I feel like it's an old narrative that since it's more complicated than for men's, the older generations of men's were like, made it seems like a mythical thing, like an legend, a legendary, a gendery thing, like an impossible thing to make happen, just because, quite frankly, <coughs> women couldn't be as vocal about their pleasure and they didn't have the need to please them. So they made it seem like a mythical thing, like a one in a million thing. It's not. Um, I can confidently th say that more than, um, I would probably say 95 that women that I had uh, sexual encounters with orgasmed, orgasmed, or they came either from um, clit stimulation or vaginal orgasms or both at the same time or anal. There are many ways to make a, a woman come. It may be less straightforward than making a man come, but it exists. Do not if you watch this, do not be desperate. You can come as well. You just haven't found what makes you come and you haven't found 
a man that is capable of executing it, like executing it while putting you in a comfortable and um, safe mental uh, space. I'm drinking well because I'm stuck speaking. <clears throat> so the orgasm gap definitely exists. How do we fight it? How do we close the fucking gap? We talk, we communicate. The um, men need to put their ego at the door when it comes to the bedroom, and women maybe stop to need to stop faking. Girls, I know you stop you sometimes fake to protect his ego and his pride, but you're not doing yourself a favor. And if it's safe, communicate. If it's not safe, leave the man alone. Go away right now. But if it's safe to communicate and you feel like um, your partner is going to listen to you, don't be scared to hurt them. If learning how to please you hurt their ego, they didn't want to please you in the first place. So, you know, fuck off. They can fuck off, I mean. Uh, so how to close the orgasm gap? More communication, more education. And the problem is the sexual education is awful in schools, even in France, which we are supposed to be a sexual open-minded country. Our sexual education is awful, awful, I promise you. I, I learned everything I knew first from porn, so I learned nothing, and then from the women I had sex with, which is still the best way to learn because not all, all, not all women are the same, so learn from your partners. But a better education, for sure. Even like the basics, like how it works, what's a pussy, how it looks, what's the part, what this part, what does it do, what does it do, what kind of pleasure you can give, where are the spots, how you can do it, uh, what pressure you should put somewhere. Like all those things, like the spacing should be learned at, I think, sex aids, uh, sex ed, educations. Um, because young men, and I think the orgasm gap can be explained also by the fact that young men learn how to have sex by watching porn. And in porn, the male pleasure is way, is put way above the female pleasure. So, you know, that's not a good example to learn from. Uh, and let's be honest, head from porn is terrible. Half the time they don't know how to eat a pussy because they have to make it liquid with a little pointy thong thing. It's awful, it's bad. It's bad, let's be honest, it's bad. Um, so yeah, better education, more communication if possible, if it's safe. Um, and just less pressure overall when it comes to sex, just experiment. And then we go, we're going to how to make a woman calm and the timestamp is 22 minutes, 11. Um, how to make a woman calm. This is gonna be, this is not gonna be a sure thing, do you understand? I'm talking from my experience and as I said, um, I gave the very first orgasm to a lot of women uh, that never came before. And I think that came from my uh, behavior and the fact that I, with arrogance, think I have a gift to make people feel comfortable and safe. Um, that's <coughs> the first thing, because I see a lot of things on TikTok, little, you know, sex shortcuts, put a pillow in the uh, hips and lower back, but put a little bit of pressure uh, on the lower stomach, just right, like at the pelvic area. The hand on the stomach works for many women. Uh, it can hurt like a motherfucker for girls with IBS and things like that. So be careful with that because ask before. If you're going to do that, ask before because it can really hurt uh, if you have a condition. Uh, anyways, all those shortcuts, they work for a lot of people. That's okay. But that's not how 
if you don't have, there are, how do you fucking explain that? Let's say, <laughs> let's say sex is meat. It's the meat is rotten, you can throw many pretty spices on it, it's not gonna make it good anyway. So for the meat to be good, you have to have the basics right. And the basics, in my opinion, to make women come, it's to make them feel safe, comfortable, like they can talk to you, and want it, really want it, and show them how fucking hungry you are for it. Then, once you have that out of the way, the communication is really important. You need to know what they like, you need to know when they like it, you need to be communicated about how much you're enjoying as well, because some women, I think, like actually, a bigger amount of women than if, when we think, get off from the fact that you are getting off as a man, uh, or I am getting off as a man. So be vocal about how good she's, good she's making you feel, make her feel rewarded, make her feel wanted, desired, and then the communication so you can know what she likes and when she likes it. And then the next step, once you know all this, is to keep on really working on your communication, and as that I mean dirty talk. Talk to her, make it so she doesn't get in her head doing it. She doesn't feel like, oh, maybe this is hurting him, maybe he's not enjoying it as well. Oh shit, I forgot to buy some Tabasco, whatever the fuck. Keep her att attention on you. Because we men, dudes, when we have sex more often than not, it's just brain empty, dick hard, let's go. But women does, don't work like that, and they need to, they need their head to be in it. So you need to do everything you can to keep their head in it. And for that, and I know I'm speaking to women here, so ask your partner to talk to you, to keep you in it. Explain to him that he has to keep your attention at all time high during the entire thing if he wants to get you there. And then from then, once you have all those, all those ingredients, um, it's all about what you do. Some women come from cleat only. Some women have very easy penetration orgasms. Some women have anal orgasm very easily as well. You have to experiment a lot, I think on your own as well, but sometimes on your own and with somebody, it doesn't feel the same, but you have to be patient. You have to be patient to make a woman come. You have to try things. Oh, how does that feel? Sometimes a few inches inside, like a bit less deep, you just rub the right spot and she's gonna come. You just rub the G point, or sometimes she's more into getting a deep spot um, rubbed. There is so many possibilities, so you have to experiment. That's the most important thing. You have to experiment in the bedroom. You have to be patient. You don't have to be discouraged. And most of all, the key point to make a woman come is to... How fuck am I going to explain this? A lot of women have never come during sex. So, they're obsessed about coming. And... You have to, and as a man, you have to make the sex so good that if they don't come, it's not that bad. By that I mean that sex shouldn't be something that, the outcome shouldn't matter that much. The moment you spend with her, if the heart is full, if her mind is full, that should be enough. Not should be enough, but it should be satisfying without the orgasm. So if the sex is so good without the orgasm, she's gonna stop obsessing over the fact of coming and that's gonna destroy so many mental blocks so easily. Do you know, am I making sense? It's so difficult to talk about it because I don't want to sound like a know-it-all even though I'm, I don't have a pussy. But also I kind of think I know what I'm talking about but it's so hard to put it into words. 
when, and that's for you women, <laughs> when you go into sex, you have to forget about the outcome. Don't think about coming. Just focus on the moment you, you enjoying. Don't think about the goal. There is no goal in sex. The moment in itself, it's you got there. You're in the goal. You 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 succeeded. You are spending a very intimate, passionate moment with somebody. And I promise you, as soon as you forget about coming and you're just happy to be here and just fucking enjoying the moment, it's gonna come like this. Because it happened to me many times that girls were very focused on coming and when they met me, they were so overwhelmed by how much kissing there was or how much study talk there was that they came without even, they noticed they came, but like it came on them and they were so surprised because it never happened before because they were in their head about it. So make the sex so enjoyable that she doesn't care if she comes or not and she's gonna come anyway. That's my my top, my advice, I would say, um, to get free from the mental block. Oh my God, I've never come from penetration. How does it, how do I do it? How do I, can I experiment? Stop caring about it. And yeah, make the experience so enjoyable that you don't care if it happens or not. And I promise you it's gonna happen. Plus all the communications, all the safe, the comfortable environment, and I think we got a recipe that maybe won't work for a lot of people, but as far as I'm concerned, worked pretty much all the time. Uh, so yeah, that's it. I'm, I'm, I, I hope that was helpful. Uh, what's the next topic? How, are we going to finish on th something a bit more lighter? Uh, but I hope I, I made sense uh, about everything I just said uh, about how to make a woman come. I know it's going to help you. Uh, because I know only women watch me and which I love um, I know it's gonna help you to understand what you need maybe maybe the things that I said that you didn't have in your relationships or your sexual encounters uh, so yeah learn about yourself teach others about yourself and then if the environment is right and the encounter is amazing in itself it will happen I probably you're not broken that's something you're not broken you're not broken, It's everything is okay. You're gonna be fine, you're gonna be fine, I promise. It's okay, you're not broken. If you can't come from penetration, it's okay, maybe you can come from anal, other things. Who knows, but you're not broken. And remember that sex is a beautiful thing in itself and just coach those men to give you an amazing encounter even without the orgasm and the orgasm would arrive and unexpectedly. Big words, okay? Okay, I feel like we covered that topic really well. There we go. Now, the time stamp is 30 minutes. <laughs> I hope it doesn't get old as quick as I think it is. Um, and we are talking about how to give good hair to scale. That's a really good topic and a good topic to end it with. Um, we talked about so many things already, holy shit. And maybe I'm gonna do them every two weeks because it's gonna be so redundant at some point. But also, I'm talking so much shit, like so much rambling that I feel like it's gotta work anyways. Um, how to give good hair to a girl? <sighs> I think, um, I'm gonna give you technical uh, advices first, technical tips. I like when everything is soft. The end is soft, tighten up if he asks you to, or like if you feel like you're not doing it, but the hand is soft, the lips are soft, everything, the tongue is soft. Like, you have to make it as soft as a in and out as possible. That's what I enjoy. Use your hands, use a lot of spit, eye contact if you can, and moan. Moaning is really important. When I give head, I moan because I fucking love that shit. But make it look like you fucking love in it. 
if you're loving it or love it, <laughs> just love it. If you're enthusiastic about it, it's going to feel so fucking good anyways. I feel like the Deep Throat is overrated, except for that top like 5% that can do it without any effort and just glide in and out without any pain or something. Sometimes it can be a little bit too tight and it can hurt. So don't force it down your throat because it, it's not enjoyable for us. Uh, except if you're into the rough play and everything, that's a different thing. But like technically, if you like force it down your throat because you want, you have an ego about it, it's not gonna feel really good. So just, I would say, focus on the tape, a lot of spit, make it as soft as possible, use the lips, tongue, moan, eye contact, use your hand in a little switcheroo motion like this, and you're gonna be good. Don't forget about the balls, go eat their ass, if they're okay with it, and that's all for the technical applications. When it comes to the, um, how, why, what kind of fucking, because I say technical, but then I still talked about being enthusiastic about it. So yeah, that's about it. <laughs> it's pretty simple, isn't it? Just, I maybe that's me because I'm sensitive, but when I feel like people are enjoying what they're doing to me, it makes me so sensitive. It makes me feel so good. It's just. You're like, oh shit, you're really enjoying that. You're really enjoying pleasing me. And that in itself is a beautiful thing. So be vocal, show how much you love in it. Do some theatrics sometimes, but spin on it a lot. Just tap it on your tongue. Just, you know, it's for show, but it does, you always have that little effect, that little, um, effect sometimes. Just, oh my God, that looks so fucking good. Uh, so yeah, that's about it. It's, it's not, I knew you guys were maybe expecting way longer explanation. It's only been three minutes, but... I don't know, it's a simple thing. It's it's just making it, it squishy and soft and fuck. Like, ugh. <laughs> I'm getting horny talking about it. I need my dick sucked, holy shit. Um, so yeah, um, I think I'm gonna end it here. It's been 33 minutes. Uh, I think like, we've covered some good topics. I've really enjoyed myself. I don't, wanna, I don't want it to drag on for too long. I don't wanna bore you. I don't wanna ramble. <laughs> Cause I always fucking ramble. Um, I feel like maybe next time we'll talk more about how to get good at OnlyFans. I feel like that could be a very interesting topic. Because we did a lot of sex educations for the last, for the last three episodes, but I feel like maybe uh, people are interested in a few tips to maybe get it started, to have like a, some side money. Uh, so yeah, maybe let's do that next week and uh, I hope you're looking forward to it. I'm gonna try to put that on Spotify. If you're listening to this on Spotify, it's because I'm a genius, so uh, say thank you, I guess, or just worship me. Uh, and I love you all. I hope you have an amazing day, an amazing week. I'll see you next week. I'll see you on TikTok because I'm everywhere. Do you understand me? I'm on your Instagram. I'm on your Twitter, I'm even on your fucking YouTube, and I'm gonna be on your Spotify, and you're gonna put me in your playlist. I'm everywhere, and I hope you're never gonna get tired of me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, love you all, and I'll see you um, soon. I'm always there anyway. Bye-bye, big brother is watching you. Big daddy is watching you. Oh, wait, that's good. Big daddy is watching you.